0: Sorry boys. It's early morning. Big thumbs. Wrong button.
1: <laughs> are your thumbs a little swollen today? Yes.
0: Yeah, um yours. are they swollen? Do you have do you have anything in particular that would make you ask me why my thumbs are swollen?
1: <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Like a, a lot of salty food or something over the weekend. Well, you're always you're always mingling, so I assume there's a, a ribeye or some there was, legs there was a with lot of butter everything. and a few cocktails or something that'll make your body swell. Jesus Christ. Like, All why above. so, why All so defensive? All
0: the above. All, <laughs> the above. All the above. Exactly my yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Catching catching touchdown passes from to RG3 <laughs> on Saturday. That was pretty crazy. Playing in that celebrity football game. That was fun. My knees hurt for three days after that. Um, what position did you play? wide receiver. It's, you know, it's a quarterback. And then I was far out wide. I caught three touchdowns. It was pretty fun. It was a great, great time. Does he throw a laser laser laser? He threw one at me. He threw one at me at the corner and I was going in two defenders coming at me. And it's like, you can't catch this. There's going to be, this is going to be blood. It's going to happen here. And I went into these two caught a bullet right in the chest took an elbow to the mouth and i felt like i was gonna die because i couldn't breathe i caught it and then but then i had to play it off i had to celebrate in the end zone because that was a it was a pretty sick catch and um and rg3 was like i can't believe you even caught that ball he's like athlete's an athlete baby athlete's (laughs) an athlete said not bad for 53 huh he goes you're 53 i'm like yep i know i don't look it but
1: And you opted to pass on the craziness of the waste management golf tournament.
0: I did. I did. I mean, it was, it was as crazy this year as it ever has been. Um, You guys saw the streaker that was there on Thursday. That, I mean, I mean, that's, that just, why, why is my question? It typifies exactly what happens at the waste management. That specific scene right there is pretty much what it's like all around the golf courses. Listen, Um,
1: here's my question. So what, what was up with the streaker? Did something happen? I know there was a streaker. I didn't, I didn't see, was there anything other than him being naked? Was there anything else that was inappropriate about it? Other? Was it just the fact that there was a streaker at a golf tournament? Well,
0: he had, he had an arrow on the back on his back that pointed down and it said 19th hole. On, oh his, my God. on his back and he was running out. and he started on 16 he jumped over the he jumped over the railing at 16 kind of uh did a dirty dance with the 16th pin then the cops came out to get him he ran through the tunnel onto the 17th and ran all the way down the 17th middle of the fairway naked just... all the way down and then the cops started chasing them. cops started chasing him and he looked back and the cops were getting closed in on him so he took off he ran onto the 17th green and did a did a belly flop into the pond and then <laughs> and, and, did he really and, and, yeah and then all the cops were like were like watching him around the around the green right as he was walking and swimming and he swam to the middle of the pond where it had the big dub waste management sign W the WM and he climbed up on that and stood, stood on that for all the fans waving. (laughs) And he sat there for like an hour. That's sports, baby. I
1: love it. Good. Wow. Good.
0: Good. You know what? You got a little uh, of that. You got to see, you got to see the video. It's, it's just, it's priceless. It's just, it's, it's truly the longest streak event that has ever happened. I think.
1: I loved his. Uh, I loved his evacuation plan, though. Like, go go to the middle of the pond. I mean, like, I wonder if that was all thought about, like in no, on the no move, way. He or was just,
0: he was just going. He was what's, just going. There's what's no the, way.
1: What's one word that comes to mind when you think about a streaker? Confidence.
0: Alcohol. Alcohol. It's alcohol. alcohol.
1: I mean, I wonder. Are we disgusted by this? Are we are we disgusted by this? This streaking.
0: Well, I I will say this he it wasn't he wasn't he, he can't consider it streaking cuz he had little he had little girl pants on right he had he had like a um what do they call the banana the, hammock no um, no he he had little literally like the little like a thong uh, like, like no women's women's like um uh like, like volleyball shorts like like little booty pants really Yeah, little 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 one. Why are we even talking about this? That's not streaking. Well, and he was it was pretty funny.
1: If there's no horn, it's not a streak. I'm sorry. Simple as that. It was a semi-streaker.
0: It was a semi-streaker. Okay, but it was it was it was a great week. It was a great weekend.
1: Uh, Let's transition into hockey. There's a lot of rumors that uh, Eric Carlson could be on the move. It could be even going to Edmonton.
0: Edmonton. That's 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 what I heard. The Big talk over the weekend. Is
1: that what the Oilers need, guys? Is Eric Carlson?
2: Mm-hmm. I think every I think every team that's, you know, trying to make a push needs needs an Eric Carlson. When you got a guy that's got 70 points, I think he's what like six and you know league scoring, what he does from the back end is is next level. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, does does Edmonton have the pieces and the money to make that happen? That's the question. Because you're not getting an Eric Carlson and just saying, yes, this is a rental type player. No, he's got, what, four years left at $11.5 million? And how much money does San Jose want to keep in order to make that deal? Because they're going to have to hold keep money.
0: The question is who is who would Edmonton give up, or what would they give up to get a Carlson? Well, they would have you, to give up a little set a little salary
2: do you think do you
1: think do you well, do you think San Jose would want to try to take less just to get him off the books, or do you actually feel like they like I mean, like a Jesse Poliarvi, I'm sure, is someone that San Jose would take a waiver on and that would give that would free up Edmonton of a few million bucks.
2: I know he's not panting. I think out Jesse Ploriarve's making three million right now. Yeah. Which is like three million dollars too much for him because he just <laughs> is not he's not played well. But that's I'll tell you great, this. That's, that's so I would, right right there. I would still take a I would still take a, a flyer on Jesse Poriarve. I think he needs a, a different change. I change think of venue. change of venues sometimes could be magical for players. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesse Poyarve, who's who's a player that has all the skill set and the tools but just has not been able to figure things out. You go to a different environment, a different scene, a different city, rank, everything might spark a player.
0: Yamamoto go- might be a guy that yeah, Yamamoto might be another guy too that uh, would be interesting for just a change. Exactly who, that's change, exactly
1: who yeah. they're going to want. Jr. Are like yeah. guys like that. High yeah. draft pick Yamamoto's. He's a he's an energy ball.
0: Yeah, um, but he just but has not. He's just on long term. Kind of,
1: he's on long term IR right now. I'm not sure you know if that matters. But there's your there's now. Six, well, San San Jose is
0: out of the playoffs, so that that, that doesn't matter. If
1: it's right. So there's your six million right there. I mean that's uh that's Yamamoto's at three with two years left and then but it's, got- all,
2: it's everything after that right p d It's everything after like you have um you know Edmonton doesn't have any money. they're right at the top of the cap, and when you're looking at you know Jesse Poyarvi, who makes three million dollars, but then next year he's a restricted free agent, and you have Yamamoto who makes three point one for two years, you still have Eric Carlson. Who is on the books for this year and four more at eleven and a half? That cannot happen. That cannot happen in this league. You can't. You can't pay. You can't pay Eric Carlson an eleven and a half million dollar deal, especially when you're already paying Connor McDavid, who makes twelve point five. It's it's just too much money. But if San Jose wants to eat some of that money,
0: now yeah, you're they're talking. gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna have to. No question about it. Um it's
1: a
2: tough spot for Mike Career, though. You know, that's a is tough it? that ah uh, I mean I don't think it is a tough spot because when you can get rid of Eric Carlson at eleven and a half million dollars for four more years after this year, you're doing your team a major favor. Mark Edward Classic.
0: Hey, Ribs, you know you know all the rules a little bit better than I do in terms of cap space. If they if they keep cap money, uh, if they keep money on the books, is that does that still go against San Jose's cap if they hold back like half of um, yeah for the remainder of the Carl's contract? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, all right. So at least they get rid of get rid of five, at least maybe five or six million of it, right?
2: Like I think Mike Greer is realizing right now w- with what he has as a core. Okay, he doesn't have a core. Logan Couture, who is the captain of the San Jose Sharks, I would not be surprised at all if Logan Couture would be a guy that he would look to move this year. Hmm. Mike Greer needs to tear this thing down to the studs. He needs to get draft picks, tons of first round draft picks. He needs um, he needs to get high-end prospects and he needs to build the play the 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 prospect pool and he needs to start all over Eric Carlson gone mark edward velasic at age 35 still has three years after this year at 7 million that's a buyout see ya gone like they're yeah. gonna tear this thing right down because they're in a very favorable um position cap wise for the next number of years. And I think he's going to tear this thing right down. That's, and you just know, my, it's great. You know, you
0: know, you know, it's really important too, is if, if Greerzy can clear enough cap space to go out to make a really good off season signing, like a big, San Jose is a place where players would love to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's a very, a, a, you know, intriguing place for a player to want to go. If, like hey Riv, you know how great it was playing in San Jose. It was just awesome. It's a great it was, place to live. I was there for it's a year and a half, Jr.
2: And it I'm I'm not kidding you. It was without question, without question, my favorite year and a half playing in the NHL. Yeah,
0: it was so much fun. It was yeah, the it lifestyle.
2: Is. Okay. The lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It was the the team in general. I thought it was very well run. Okay, with mm-hmm. Doug Wilson and all the people that he had working there, and the team in general was awesome. Like, I mean, yep. a great, great group of teammates that really cared about each other and got along very, very well. And we also won. We won. We were what and second. That building in the building was electric.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the building was electric.
2: Every single night we had a sellout every single night. Right. Like it was the shark tank, man. And yeah. when you add all of those things, sh- the San Jose sharks will have zero, zero, um, problems, you no know, problems, signing players. Yes. I, but believe they got it. Gotta, they they're. they're I'm looking at the line lineup that they have. It is a complete mess and there's no identity, there's no future, there's nothing. And Mike Greer, I'm going to tell you this is going to tear this thing right down. And it's going to start with Eric Carlson. It's going to start with Mark Edward Velasquez. You mark my words, I guarantee he's going to get bought out. He will get bought
0: out. Mm-hmm.
2: He's 35 years old.
0: It's a, great, it's a great it's a great buyout. It's definitely a good call. And yep. I the, Lo, the Logan Couture one uh, I don't know. That that's I think that's too too deep, too fast. Because um, the kid can still play; he's one of the most reliable players in the league. You know, you played with him; you know what he's all about. But is it too early? How old is Logan now? 30? Logan's
2: thirty three.
0: Thirty three already. He's turning man. We're Jr. Old.
2: Jr. He's turning thirty four. Wow. Like, listen. If you do not trade him this year, so Logan Couture has been a very, very good player in this league for a long time. This year, okay, he has forty-four points, nineteen goals, and fifty-five points. He's going to be a twenty-five goal guy. He's going to be probably a fifty-five to sixty-point player. Okay, he is a really, really good player, but he's he's thirty-three, turning thirty-four in one month from now.
0: Yeah, you know what? If you're going to,
2: if if you're going to get if you're not even get rid of, I it's a terrible word because I still think he's playing at a high level. If you're going to move an $8 million player, you have to do it now do it because now. Yeah. he's got four more years at $8 million after this year.
0: It's a good point. It is a really good point. I, I would say I, I was shocked to hear Tamu Meyer's name going around the trade bait, whether that was other teams Hoping to get somebody like that. But I'm telling you, if you're if you're Mike Greer, he's the only one on that team that should be untouchable.
1: Well, you, know, you don't understand why absolutely though. not. Absolutely. Age, age cap number, how many years the team's gonna be going south for a few years to stockpile. Yeah, draft but you still need
0: you need you need somebody on the team that's gonna bring fans into, no, the, you don't. into the building. No, you don't. You hundred Yes, you do. No, you don't. You hundred You hundred percent do there's going
2: to be a down tick well listen i mean they have Hurdle, uh, couture timo meyer they have uh eric carlson are those like exactly they're not winning
0: exactly i think every single one of them i think hurdle you should let go before timo meyer couture you should let go before timo meyer obviously we already talked about vlasic and and carlson timo meyer is is one of those guys it's 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 like Chicago giving up the brinket when he scored 40 goals at 24 years old. You, that's that's craziness. Now I mean look how bad the Hawks are. Look how bad Patrick Kane is this year. I don't say bad, I just say look at the stats. But yeah it's and you you go around Chicago and you hear all the time why they gave up the brinket, why they gave up the brinket, why they gave up the brinket you, there's got to be one guy in the team that has to be a mainstay that still has that gives that. I think the it's Sharks going team, to be. Their I identity. think it's going to be
2: hurdle, and it's going to be Logan Couture. I think, I think, it's think gonna both Connor those Bedard. two players. I think both those two players are going to be. They're going to play out their contract because they're going to go through the worst time of San Jose history in the last twenty years. Okay, those guys make eight million dollars each. They're, they're two centers, and they're going to go through the worst period of San Jose Sharks hockey in the last two decades. But there is going to be turnover. Timo Meyer, you can't go and sign Timo Meyer because he's going to be asking for 9 million. You can't pay him 9 million. You don't want to pay him 9 million. So you're better off going to get first-round draft picks. You're, you're better off getting an elite prospect that's going to be 20 years old, that's going to be starting to play in your lineup. You need to unfold like Nick Benino. is 34 years old, last year of his deal. He needs to be traded away 100%. Okay. All these players need to start to be traded away.
0: God, it's a tough, it's a tough situation for Gruzy to be in. There's no question.
2: I think he's but, in a great situation. I think he's in the greatest he, situation that you can ask for, for a, is, for a GM.
0: Yes. Yes. For, yeah, to rebuild a team, but still, you know you're coming into a new city and everybody knows Greer's there cuz he played there and he's one of the most loved guys ever and you know he wants to put a winner on the team and he's got to he's got to he's got to he's got to pander to the fans say listen just deal with me for a little while please be supportive while i change this thing around because you know i but mean you should, see right the now best. the fans are that place isn't packed every night i mean there are seats galore when you watch it at night now and it's it's really it makes me sad you know
1: Uh, other trade rumors what are you hearing out of Chicago JR about Kane and Taves supposedly a decision is going to be made here in the next week about you know waiving their move clauses there's been speculation of a three-way trade with the team for Patrick Kane what do you think what do you predict with the Kane and Taves era
0: (coughs) Well, I think that Vladimir Tarasenko trade to New York really pissed Patrick off. Because, Pat, I think if there's one team that Kane wanted to go to was the Rangers to get connected with with Panarin again, playing the Big Apple. They have obviously a team that can compete. Um, he was really pissed off with that.
1: So, and, was he pissed off at the Rangers? You think, or pissed off at the at the Blackhawks for not making the deal sooner?
0: I think both. To tell you the truth. Um, you know, is that the, is would that be the only place that Patrick would go to? Maybe not, but um, that was the one that I think he really wanted to really wanted to go to, and he, he might just say, "Fuck it," I you know, I don't want to get traded now. Um, but what about the majors? I, uh, I think he would go there. I think for sure he would go there to get to to play with Austin Matthews. He would do that in the second. Because Austin Matthews is the biggest Patrick Kane fan on the or, planet. or
2: John Tavares, or John Tavares, one so, of those two guys, he's going to be playing with.
0: I, yeah, well, John Tavares, obviously, when you talk about teammates, but when you talk about friendships, and you know, you have a, a mentor to a to a young superstar stud, that becomes very interesting for for Patrick and a team that is, you know, obviously, you would have to think is up there in tops of odds to win the Stanley Cup and Patrick would like that um, being in a big market. He loves the He loves the show. You know, he loves the big stage. You know, I, I'd be interesting if the, if that would, if they could pull that off, that would be, that'd be a fun trade to watch. To tell you the truth. I, I would like love to,
1: see, to see him go play for the devils or Carolina.
2: Like what, what are, the, what are truly the places that, that, uh, that you could see a cane go to. Like would I think Carolina is Carolina a trade that Seattle? That, nah.
0: The the Canes sound really sound right because they need. I think they need a dynamic scorer like like Patrick one more guy that can put the puck in the net. They're so well. They're so good defensively. They're so they're so well coached. I mean, does he of does he fit
2: just, there though? Like I, I'm going to tell you this. In 53 games, this player has 21 goals, 47 points. He's the leading point producer on the Canes with 47 points.
0: Is that Svetikov?
2: Nope. It's Martin Neska.
0: Really? Hmm.
2: Sebastian Aho has 46 points. In how many games, though? Svetikov has 43 points. Like... This so one is of them's team. over a point a game, though he's just played
1: less games. Which one is it?
2: Uh, Sebastian has played forty six games, twenty three goals, forty six points. Okay. Okay. Simasikos so fifty three games played, nineteen goals, forty three points, ten points so under that, a point so, a game.
0: So what does that tell you? That that tells you that this whole team is is evenly created, right? There's nobody that stands out as a as a serious point producer. You put a Patrick Kane on that team, and all of a sudden, you put a you put a multi-point guy on a team that is that is very very evenly balanced in terms of the way it's built, right? Um, you know, maybe but, they need a little bit more dynamic. Maybe they need more offense because obviously their offense isn't as strong as as they need it to be to get to the you know to that Stanley Cup.
2: Well, right now, Jr. They sit uh, second in the league. At 78 points in their last 10 games, they're the best in the league at eight, one, and one. I mean, this team obviously is not. Why, winning. but why,
0: why, why? Are they, yeah, exactly. Why they're, are they winning?
2: They're, they're winning because every single player has bought into a system that Rod Brenamore has put on the table that may not be the most, des, uh, desirable
0: like exact or exciting.
2: Or exciting, but they win, and winning is fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, yeah. Patrick Kane going to the Carolina Hurricanes. I, you know, where is he going to fit? Where is he going to fit in in this lineup?
0: I'll tell you another place where Patrick Kane might be interested to go to, which oh, could be interesting. I, I,
2: let's play the guessing game. Can I guess? Yeah, because
1: I'm I'm looking at their salary cap right now. But you got to be honest if I'm right or not.
2: Okay. I is I want to guess two. I want to guess two. Jr. So don't no, tell yeah, me. Okay. Don't.
1: T- okay. Is it the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Okay.
2: My guess, Jr. Is going to be the uh, Los uh, L.A. Kings.
0: Boom! Absolutely, absolutely correct. That See, was a team. That was a team that incredible I minds
2: thinking. think alike. It's
0: fucking. I was watching. It's not I, L.A. I, JR, yes. you're full of shit. It's not LA. This it was LA. <laughs> listen, and, that, and the reason I was thinking of it because I was at the game the other day. Okay, uh, watched Buffalo get their asses whooped by LA. It wasn't even close. Um, and I watched this team play, and I, I'll tell you what, it was a fast, fast hockey game. Buffalo, LA, LA can play, but LA has one or two players that are really dynamic offensively, and then it kind of fades off a little bit. A Patrick Kane in L.A. would make them so much more fun to watch, more offensive. Um, L.A. has players to move. I mean, they, they, they're they a solid hockey team um, that is playing well. Where's L.A. on the standings right now? They're, they're what, fourth in, fourth in division? They need a little push? No, they're second in uh, the division.
1: They're? they're one point behind Vegas. Um, they're one point ahead of Seattle, but in
0: the conference. But conference, I think there's probably they're probably about right around four, right?
1: Uh, conference, yeah, like four, four, five Yeah, one. So two, th- I mean,
0: there's a team. There's like a team that, that look. I mean, they look really, really good, man. That's they're a team. Four, that- they're
2: fourth in the conference, Jr. But they're two points out of number two, and they're four points out of number one in the West. Yeah, you you I pick mean, up Patrick Kane. And in the dynamic play that he has in LA, then I'm going to tell you right now, that is the type of guy I'm going to tell you this, JR. Listen to me. JR, where does Patrick Kane want to play next year? And the question is if you bring him to LA and you show him how beautiful. It is lifestyle-wise. And then you look at the team that they not only have older players like, you know, Ans Kopitar and Drew Doughty's and guys like that, but they have a middle-aged uh, Eric Fiala uh, or I'll Kevin you that, Fiala. That, you had Adrian Kempe. You have guys that, uh, uh, Victor Arvidsson, what, Philip Deneau. That
0: Kempe, that Kempe is sick. I watched this kid skate and play the other day. This kid is sick. He can play the game. And I'll tell you that Dan O like him or hate him. That kid is as effective and smart yeah. as, as, as you get on a, on a, a, in a player uh, in terms of all around smartness and uh, um, you know, not dynamic, but intangibles, 14 um,
2: goals, 39 points in 55 games. And his job is to shut down the top players on the other teams.
0: Yeah, and he, and can he do does it.
2: He does an incredible job doing it.
0: Yeah, well, he did it the other day against Tage, Tage Thompson. I mean, Tage, yeah. I mean, he's he's such an unbelievable player, and they just they shut him down, you know, easily. Tuck too. I mean, both of them played great great games, Tuck and Tage, but they yeah. they could not get anything tight to the net at all in the whole was, game. My, was the the game. Was the
1: game that lopsided, Jr. Like was LA that much better than Buffalo?
0: Uh, not in the beginning, but starting in the second period. Like the first period was was just like a just a you know ticky-tack sort of period. But then the second period came out and Kyle Oposo on the power play makes a, a brutal play, of uh, a blind drop, drop pass coming into the zone that gets picked off and Kempi comes flying in, takes a, a beautiful wrist shot, scores a goal, and all of a sudden you can see the team deflate literally deflate. And then they scored three quick goals after that with, with bad defensive mistakes by Buffalo. Um And then I think in Anderson was shit. Anderson was fucking God awful. Um, didn't make a big save to even. Well, How's a, that? How's chance.
2: that uh three goalie tandem uh, bullshit going on? How's that? Yeah, how's that. that treating you? It's
0: horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, I, I was surprised that they left, left Anderson in that we, you know, when you have a team like, like Buffalo, who's kind of teetering on being really good, because let me tell you something. I enjoyed watching that that team play. That Darlene is stupid sick good. Like, he did things in this game that made, made the game look so easy at such a high pace. And he brings it down to his, his level. I, it was incredible to watch that Darlene play. Chuck uh, was awesome. Cage is awesome. They have a good squad, but you know, that cousins played good. He had a couple, couple opportunities, I think he, you know, that he wasted. But you have a goal, and <laughs> then you go back to the goaltender that can't make a big save when you need it. And that game could have gone the other way if Anderson makes one dynamite save, right? Just one. Just to give the team a little, a little, yeah. little encouragement. But the Kings are the real deal. That was a fast hockey game the other day between those two teams, and I was impressed how both teams looked. But the Kings just are much better defensively.
1: Yeah, we're trying to figure out what, uh, if anything, what Buffalo's going to do at the deadline or if they just try to stand pat. I mean, I'm...
0: We talk about trades that, you know, that Chikrin. I was in L.A. Chikrin's name is, uh, is look, I mean, L.A. sounds like they're heavy after Chikrin, trying to get on that on that back end. Um, whether that's the play for them, you know, do they need somebody else offensive? I mean, Dowdy, I think is kind of as offensive as Dowdy is. He's, he's on the older side. Yep. They don't have, they don't have very much offense from the defense except for Dowdy.
1: I could be but completely wrong. And I, I know the player that I was in the league and I can accept that, but I mean, from the standpoint of analyzing and watching and observing, I just think whoever picks up chicken and sells a few pieces for him, I think it's a sucker bet. I just think he's injury prone, and I don't know that he's all that he's made out to be. I hope
2: to well, be The proud. problem is when he plays, he's a stud. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the you that's the biggest things. issue with him is when he's playing, he's a game he's a game changer. That's how good he is.
0: Yeah, it's true. And he's got, he's got one our, of the hardest shots. His power play specialist which obviously every team loves to have, he can pound it, right? He can pound it. But, you know, his problem is he's, 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 he's a defensive liability, and you don't like that as a defenseman. Yeah, right?
2: but is he a defensive liability? Holy shit, Yeah, I mean, he's played yes, he in is. Arizona for, like, years. Their whole team's a defensive liability.
0: It is, but when, when you have a, a coach that has watched them every single game, And you have a coach that says you can't get this kid to make solid defensive decisions. And he continues to make the same mistakes over and over again that lead to either quality opportunities or goals. And the kid just doesn't get it mentally. And he doesn't doesn't change. That's a problem. Yeah. That's an issue.
2: Well, he's plus eight this year, if that helps. He's plus eight this year on the Arizona Coyotes that suck. That are okay, a bottom well, five but, team in the league, and he's got 28 points in thir- in 36 games. So he's on pace for he's on pace for like almost 60, 55, 60 points. Jr. Yeah,
0: the kid, the kid's got. I'm telling you, it might be the time to get rid of him now. If if you're ever going to get rid of him, which is probably why he hasn't played in the last couple games as a healthy scratch. I mean, the I'm, other I'm thing, sure the there's... other
2: thing with that kid too is he's got two more years on his contract, making $4.6 million. And the way that he plays the game currently right now, he's playing at a level that's like a 8 nine, ten $9, $10 million defenseman. Offensively.
0: It's going to be interesting. I don't know. Trade deadline's March 3rd, right? So it's coming up in uh, a couple weeks, two weeks.
1: Yeah. There are a lot of names on this trade bait list by The Athletic. Do you guys want to hear some of these names? Yeah, I'd love it. This is uh, from oh, I can't find. That. I like to give credit where credits due. It's from the Athletic. It's an Athletic article. But um, so we've talked about the big three: Timo Meyer, Jacob Chikrin, Patrick Kane. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly's name is up. Okay, I don't know if that surprised anybody. This is Vladislav Gavrikov, uh, John Klingberg, Ivan
2: Barbashev. Tyler. Why
0: would John? Why why would John Klingberg's name be up on there? What, is what is, he signed what a one year is? deal.
2: He signed a one year deal with Anaheim. Anaheim obviously signed him to I think it's seven million dollars one year, and he he's going to be trade bait. I mean, there's he's a right handed defenseman that is going to be desired at this deadline because he has nothing. And for Sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, he was so good in Dallas. So I mean. I, I don't understand. First of all, why the one-year contract? Number two, I mean, this show kid me the was money so contract.
1: Good. That's basically what it says: seven million dollars. Show me contract in the summer. That turns it into an unrestricted free agent again. He 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 bet on himself.
0: Well, he should. He's pretty unbelievable. I don't know how he's played for Anaheim in terms. I watched Anaheim play this year, but
1: uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. No.
0: That's that's interesting. Yeah. As, there's a there's a really good hockey player right there. That why Detroit would be looking to trade him.
2: He's having a horrendously bad season, by the way, the first one, uh, probably yeah. in his whole career, <clears throat> um, which makes it very difficult for Detroit both to teams. actually move both teams. him.
0: Yeah, both teams, even for a team trying to get him, like. <laughs>
2: He's 27 years old. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent so they they probably have to move him but well they in, also uh, have to find money for uh, Larkin. Larkin, yeah. Larkin's asking for 9 million dollars a year. See ya. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> Bye-bye. You letting him walk? You think Stevie Y lets him walk? No. They are. For no, I don't
2: think so.
0: I think I think he'll I I think they'll They'll negotiate. I think they'll get him for more, like eight. I think a CV will to convince him to stay for eight. But still, I mean, I love Dylan Larkin. Like he's he's a great kid. He's a he's a very good hockey player. But would you would you put him up in the top fifteen best players in the game? Twenty. Twenty. No, no, not right now. No. No, not not the top twenty. I mean, you're you're at nine, ten million. You're considered, I would think, top twenty in the game. Am I am I off in, in saying that?
1: No, I don't think so at all. Amongst goalies, forwards, and everything, uh, no, uh, he's not in the top twenty. No, um, I, totally I don't agree. even know if I could put him in the top twenty forwards. To be
2: honest with you, uh, John Taves. There's, there's
0: to- <sighs> That's, that's <clears throat>
2: John Taves. He's um, on the list.
0: Jonathan, Number nine. Yeah. What? yeah, he would be, Yeah, he'd be a great, great, uh, loner player for a team that's could win like, like a Boston Bruins, like a, yeah, like a Carolina. Again, these teams that are really close that need like a third line centerman.
2: You can't take Jonathan Taves. He makes eleven million dollars.
1: Well, it's it's the last year of his deal, so it would be a half the pickup, and I think they make six point yeah. nine. So the money's the money's reasonable, and you just make the It's not the salary. last year of his deal. This Jonathan is Jonathan
2: Taves from Toronto Maple
0: Leafs.
1: He no, has no, two no. more no, years. No, no, Jonathan no, Taves Black from the fucking Black Chicago Blackhawks. Is there another Jonathan Taves?
0: No, there's a Taves in there's a Taves no, in. In Colorado. Oh, my God.
2: Okay. (laughs) Keep going. You got me. (laughs) What happens when you don't have coffee in the morning, eh? Like, you try and, like, clean your life up a little bit. No coffee. Just drinking water. And then all of a sudden, fuck, I can't even think of Jonathan. Jonathan. Think of John Tavares. I'm like, what are you talking about, Petey? Anyway, my bad. Jonathan Tapes. Yep. Got to sell him off. Got to sell him off.
0: Okay, now you change your mind. Good. All right. Perfect. Okay, he's he's back. He's, he's back.
2: he's back. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, boys. Where does he? What about Winnipeg
1: for him?
0: That's not a bad play, babe. That's not a really. That's not a bad move. Have him go play at home, playing a team that's playing well, team that does need help in the, down the middle. Third line centerman. Winnipeg, who is their
2: is Who is their third line center there? So they have Shifley as their number one. Wheeler, uh, I should say one, a one B type thing. And then you have, um, you have, uh, Wheeler,
0: Wheeler? no, Wheeler's Wheeler's right right, right wing. Yeah. Yeah. So you got two solid down the middle. You get one third, one, one third line guy. That's a, that's the best face off guy in the league. Adam
2: Lowry is your third line center. Eh, I don't think you need Jonathan Taves there. Can't throw him on the wing. Would you throw Jonathan Taves on the wing?
0: Well, I would throw puck- Low- I would throw Lowry on the wing.
2: They're they're you know they're 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 one of the top teams in the West. They're they're playing very well. I like the three centers that they have in in Shifley Dubois yeah, but you, what, and but if you get, and Lowry. But if you
0: get Taves but if you get Taves you can get creative with your line matchups right with your line setups. You yeah. know you can put John- you can play Jonathan on the fourth line. You can bring him up, play him on the, you play him on the wing. Jonathan Taves at the end of his career, bro. Like he's had, he's had multiple issues. I mean, he's having a good year this year, but you know, unfortunately I, as much as I hate it, he's, he's damaged goods. Is he not?
2: Um, I don't know if if we can sit here and call him damaged goods in forty in forty six games this year he has fourteen. No, I said, I said he's, he's, having, got I he's a good year. He's yeah, having, like it's not a bad year. Um, Come on, eight. He's playing on a horrendously bad team. So, like, if he's playing on an act, like a half decent top end, top ten team in the league, this twenty eight points and fourteen goals probably goes to twenty goals and 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 forty five points. Well, speculation,
1: or you know, the 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 proper fit, according to some, are is the Colorado Avalanche.
2: Ooh, yeah, I'd like you there.
1: Uh, 10 and 11, Luke Shen, Brock Besser. I think we've talked about Besser uh, a little bit before, but Luke Shen's names come up, I think, with Boston even. Okay, Matt Dumba. Stop me when you guys want to talk about somebody. I, shot don't I, hear,
0: I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear Minnesota wants Dumba out of there bad, right? Okay. Like they want to get rid of him, they want to get rid of him as fast as possible.
1: Another thing I'll tell you on this list, but I can confirm for you, Anthony Craig-Rive, is that Jordan Greenway is absolutely available. He's a available. That's a good
0: pickup for somebody. Big, well, strong body.
2: Giddy up, baby. Because that's just a puzzle piece. It's not a game changer. It's not going to change the direction of where your team goes. It is a puzzle piece, and it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Third line, third line, left winger. He's going to, he, he can skate well. He can crash the net. He is a very, very big man. He is no brainer to me. No brainer to me. He is well, some, absolutely a having game. a horseshit season too. He's not a goal scorer. He's, he's, he's having a, a very, very average season in, in Minnesota. And he would be someone that I would love to buy low.
0: Everybody, everybody on that Minnesota team, with the exception of Kaspersov and Zuccarello, are having just they're they're non-existent, and the frustration that's that's going on in Minnesota is it's it's daily. So something has to change there.
1: Max Domi's name is on the list. Um, Jake McCabe, Van Riemsdyk. Shane Goss, Despair, Joel Edmondson, Jordan Greenway, number nineteen, Nick Bjugstad, Dmitry Kulikov, um, Kevin Shattenkirk, Anthony Duclair.
2: I mean, it's just what none lit. of these guys I would have any interest in
0: whatsoever. No, no, none of those. None of those. Not even, right band, not even for a
2: band. Not even for a band aid. You know, like, you know, going back and, and spinning this back to, you know, Buffalo and what what they need to do. You know, Kevin Adams has come out where here on the podcast, the all-star, uh, you know, the, the armchair GMs are saying, you know, make a move here and there. Kevin Adams feels very comfortable that with his team that he currently has right now, he didn't come out and say it, but. Might not make the playoffs, but he's okay with that because this is the first year in over a decade that this team is even in the, even in the running, yeah. even in the running to make the playoffs. They They're have long out of it by now over the last few years. Oh, they were out of it like before December. I mean, that's how bad this team has played in previous years. And this is the first year in a long time that this team now has the opportunity to fight for something now they might falter and that's okay because the, the, the development and evolution of, of this team is going to be stronger next year because they're so young. They're so young. Like right now, the last game, uh, JJ Paterka sat out. Okay. And you think to yourself, like JJ Paterka is a young guy that needs to be in the lineup, but, Right now, JJ Paterka is not getting it done, but he's also twenty years old. JJ Paterka, in another year or two from now, is going to be one hell of a hockey player. But this 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 entire group is is growing. And they have a very, very good core. Like I mean, an incredible core. When you're talking about on the back end, hey, listen. Talk about I, I Darlene, watched Pauline Power watched the, Samuelson.
0: I watched them the other day. They, they're they're a good team men. They can skate. Yep. They can move the puck really well. Like there was some amazing puck movement in that game, as fast as that game was. And I was impressed at watching Buffalo play as really what I really was they 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 have talent but it's again they make they make such dumb decisions with the puck sometimes like almost immature like like mistakes that you just that you shouldn't be making as a hockey player and that's just being prepared and and doing the right thing but I I think they're close Rev. I do think they're close but they just they've they folded too easy to a team that was that was very very stingy. Well, like you, LA you was s- very stingy.
1: You sent us a picture of your seats, and you were like three rows from the glass. Did you Dude. sense, like, speaking more from the Saber standpoint, but I guess the overall game? Did you sense? you know like uh when you would sit back by the glass in the 1990s every time that puck came near the glass you were going to I hear- said it
0: talked I I talked about it with I talked about it with the people that I that I took to the game I said guys if we were sitting here 20 years ago you would hear every single time this puck came into this corner you would see faces smashing against the glass you would see hits all over the place you would see all sorts of scrums the sound that you would have in this corner would be deafening. It was, there was only one time in the game, one time where the puck came in. There wasn't even a big hit, but there was a scrum in front of us. And you see the guys' faces hit the glass because they, they're all fighting for the puck. You know, now they're just jamming for it. But not one time did a puck come into the corner and there's a four check where the four checker finished the hit and hit the defenseman even remotely hard. It was, <laughs> it was comical to watch. And I said, guys, this is, I'm watching. I said, I cannot believe the lack of contact that is in this, in, in this game. And I guess it's probably the same across the board. No hits offensively. Not one time did someone come up and hit the glass with any kind of force. It was, it was really disappointing, to tell you the truth. But fast, I mean fast, fast.
1: You know which one are we? Which game do we prefer? The fast well, If I'm si- if I'm, si-
0: if, I'm a, if I'm a if I'm a fan, I'm sitting on the glass like I was the other night. I want to see someone get rocked. I want to hear some power. I want to see physical contact. I like I, that's that's what that's draws the people to those seats. Is to I watch sat, the speed and the contact.
1: I sat four rows from the ice uh, for the first period of the. Boston College, Boston University, Consolation Beanpot game the other day, and I was right down in the offensive zone and or in the zone. And it was every time the puck came in, boom, boom, boom. Guys wanted to kill each other. They just, you know, it it was it was a it was a different kind of energy. It was there's more, there's that rivalry aspect of it. There's that school hatred. And then there's the fact that there are scouts there watching. I mean, every scout in the league was there. I mean, uh, you know, you walk around the concourse and they're all there, and they you can just see they're playing for something different, not just some game 53 on the road in the middle of the season. It's it's just it's crazy how different. I, I, was, the game I is. was
0: really I was really disappointed. And There was one time in the third period uh, that you know the teams got mad at each other. Obviously, it's a five-1 game. And, you know, Buffalo goes, uh, this little Walker kid for LA gets under Tage Thompson's skin. And there is a big, you know, a big kind of tussle up in front and I'm watching Walker, you know, verbal jousting with Tage and Skinner. And I, I, I was just, I couldn't believe that there is, there's no grab somebody and, and, and put a, and put a, a you know, a glove into someone's face. They just don't do that. It's I almost sat there looking at Tage Thompson, 6'6, and Little Walker, who is 5'10, 5'11, and he's just barking up Tage's tree, and it's 5'1. Tage has no points. If the, I was Tage at that point, I would have I would have punched I would have punched Walker right dead in the face and taken the penalty and been gone. But at least I would have, you know, done something that would have made me feel good about the game. There's just none of that. There's just none of that. It's like the mentality is gone.
2: I was sitting in the Calgary game in the stands and, uh, you know, just taking it all in. It's it's one of the first times I've sat in the stands in a long time. And, uh, you know, the Sabres scored the, the, the first two goals of the first period on three shots, by the way, three shots, two goals. They got outshot. I don't even know what it was like 14 to three. Second period comes through. Four goals Calgary scores in the first five minutes, JR. First five minutes of the game, of the second period. And there was a little scrum at one point. I don't know what happened. And uh, I could see Zadoroff go over to middle stat and verbally just abuse this young little guy who is probably just absolutely shitting his drawers. And I'm thinking to myself oh, in my mind, I'm just, I'm not saying anything to anybody. I'm just taking it all in. And I hear this guy about two rows behind me saying, can someone just like do something like get in a fight or something like get, you got to spark the boys. Let's go. Like, and I'm thinking yeah. to myself, that's not Casey Mills that I, I, I'm, I'm like. I, well, first of all, it's, it's definitely not Casey Middlestat. Number two, someone should have been right beside Casey Middlestat and like sucker in Zadorov in the mouth to tell him to shut his mouth and just have some sort of like. Zadorov like, is the type of guy that if you punched him, he would probably, he would back away. I'm telling you, I don't think he's going to go I, back at you. I 1000% agree with that. I like, think he's big. I think he's insanely aggressive. I think he knows exactly who's on the ice because I've never seen him chirp more than he did the Sabres the other night. But why can he do it? Because the Sabres are the softest team in all of the NHL. They're they're, they're by far the softest in the NHL. There's not one single player on the Sabres that even wants like that that fighting somebody else on the other team is in their mind.
0: Did the play in Buffalo?
2: He yeah. w- he was a first round draft pick. I think he was drafted 16th overall. He came to Buffalo at 19 years of age and had some major issues off the ice. And what I mean by major issues off the ice, so people don't take this the wrong way, this kid had an issue with getting up like literally i mean he had an issue with sleeping in like they they would phone him and he apparently had like three alarm clocks set and he would still be showing up to the rink like late and i don't know if it was five minutes or 30 minutes but it got to the point where i think he missed his
1: flight after the all-star break his rookie year and he he was i think he was out of shape and there was He was a there was a rumor there was a rumor that like London didn't want him to come back. So the Sabres I mean there was all that stuff. But you know what? He here's the thing I'll say. These Russian players when they come here, they're so misunderstood to begin with, in my opinion. Like this kid was super misunderstood. He was super cocky, but he was
0: he was such yeah, a nice that, guy.
2: JR. JR. This yeah, is the yeah, other yeah, thing. Yeah, you're, not
0: misunder- you're not misunderstood when you don't follow the rules and you don't do what you're supposed to do. No, no, no. That's there's something that
2: there's something that went beyond that. So there was the issue of him being extremely immature at 19 years old and not being able to wake up on time. He's missing meetings constantly, missing flight after the all-star b- break in his first year. Um, but there was also other things that I was told that you know, the veteran players would be in the dressing room, taping sticks, stretching, just talking this and that. And all of a sudden he would go to the, he would go to the, uh, the music, which if anybody out there doesn't understand this by now, no rookie. And I mean, no rookie, no rookie first year player would even think about touching the music three year players do not touch the music. Okay. Correct. This kid goes up puts his techno shit on like all oh, the russian <laughs>
1: rave music man they all love the they russian all rave be, music and these guys are DJs like djs over
2: there the chemical brothers, like, what chemical brothers the fuck are you doing and this guy's oh wait, put my music on you guys are shit music listen the kid's 19 years old i think there was a major major riff in the room with this with this young kid and listen that was a very youthful time for uh Zadorov. But I will tell you this, he has turned into one hell of a hockey player in this league.
0: Very good. Very good player. Yes. And very uh, good player. if
2: there's any a player, if there's any a player in this league that the Sabres should have, it should be a guy like him.
0: Yeah, he's because he's, he, he's the real deal. He's tough. He's yep. very he skates really well, makes a good first pass. I mean, if you guys are saying that he's not, he's not um like tough as in a fighting tough. You don't need that these days, but you need somebody because I've seen that kid hit. I've seen that kid slash. I've seen that kid push around people in front of the net. He's a hard player to play against. Very hard.
2: Well, listen, I mean, he's, he's super insanely off the chart, tough, but he doesn't fight because he knows that in this league right now, there's very few people in the entire league that would want to fight him. Now, People that do want to fight him are going to have to go and deal with Milan Lucic and Richie. Mm-hmm. And that's why he can play the game that he wants to play. Okay. And not feel uncomfortable because he knows that those other guys have his back. Yeah. We'll do the yeah. job.
0: Yeah, Buffalo doesn't have anybody like that. You're exactly right. I didn't see any, any bite or grit. Careful Jeremy,
1: play. the uh, careful. there are there is a a portion of this fan base, okay, And we hear from them, and i I respect their position and what they want to see, but they don't believe that that belongs in the game anymore.
0: There what, is a being, there is being, a me, gritty, there's even being, a media being,
1: being There is a media fan base here being that gritty, does not believe that, that hits yes, that they do not believe that hits translate to wins. Uh, they don't believe that intimidation really ex- exists in the game. Now, granted, you know, yeah, I can't say this, but they, you know, they never played the game. But we get poo pooed when we say that.
0: But it, there's, I mean, that that mentality is so fucking stupid. You and I, all three of us have played in the game. All three of us know what trends get the team going. What teams get? What gets players excited? Why teams get get out of their sleepy modes and? why other teams are pushed out of hockey games and it's not because it's not because they skate around fast it's because they get their face hit into the glass it's because they have to pick themselves up off the ice time after time it's because the big hits energize the fans which energize the players which gets them going on the pace that they should be playing so all those people that say hits don't change the course of a game and don't have influence the game are fucking stupid plain and simple um, and by the way, by the way, they're little pajama people who just like to just go through their day without having any kind of any kind of controversy, no, no issues, no, no pain confrontation, in their lives, no confrontation, no. Like, please give me a give me a break! What a joke! Okay. <laughs> Fucking pajama people, hey, pajama hey, people.
1: Hey, you think Pat Maroon won four cups because he was a
0: toe dragon backhand sauce <laughs> speedster? it's just dumb it's such a dumb comment you you're in one of the most physical hard hitting demanding sports in the world which is why people love the game of hockey first and you have these people that say oh we sh- hitting doesn't do anything hitting doesn't influence the game hitting's not needed go fuck yourself are you kidding me
1: Craig just to be clear i didn't i didn't mislead jr here right like i
2: kind of i sold that fairly <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Don't I'm just letting him, I'm
2: letting them rant because it's usually me in these subjects. But uh, listen, I mean, it just comes down am to am I wrong? Am I wrong? The, the, I the, wrong? Game, I the wrong, game's Rip? changed, okay? The game's changed, and we all have to uh, understand that. And I think we all do understand it. That being said, the teams that are going to not only make the playoffs after an 82 game schedule, but have a chance to win the Stanley Cup, are are teams that not only have the high end skill you have to have game breakers but you have to have players that are that play a role on your team they don't you can't just have 12 players on a forward line that are the same you have to have different types of players so they can go and play a certain role whether that is like chirping on the ice whether it's physical play whether it's getting under the skin of the other team then you want your you want your skilled top end players to just go out and play and feel comfortable. Someone goes and hits or or punches or spears or whatever happens to your top end player. There needs to be pushback. There needs to be an understanding that if you're going to do this to our guy, we're going to take it. We're going to take care of it. Okay. Collectively as a, as a team, you will not take liberties with our top players. That's just the way the game goes. Right now, there's far too many teams in this league that just allow. All of this stuff to go on, but again, yeah. the games change. How many? How many suspensions have we had? Yeah, this but I'll,
0: yeah. I'll listen, listen. The game has changed. Yes, okay. But to play the game and be really good and effective has not changed. And the way the reason I say that is because if you, one of the things that that drove me crazy going into a game is knowing who I was playing and knowing what type of game I was going into. Okay. There are games I was going into at certain times playing, let's just say, an uh, Ottawa Senators early in their career. Now, granted, they were more of an expansion team, they're getting going, but I wasn't worried about going in there and knowing I was gonna get hit every time I touched the puck, that it was gonna be a physical game, that I was gonna get punched in the face. And these are all things that you think about pre-game. I could go in there and do what I what I did best and have the freedom to do it. Then I would go into a place like St. Louis. And I'd be sitting in the locker room before going, okay, this is going to be a tough one. You got to just get ready, get ready for a battle, get ready to get hit, get ready to get punched, get ready to feel pain. And that changes your game. Because when I'm out there and I have the puck now, I'm not free flowing. I'm looking around to see who who's going to hit me next. And I get hit. I go to the ice, got to pick myself back up. I get hit again. I get punched in the mouth. I'm telling you, when you have – guys that do do that on certain teams that finish their checks that are pain in the asses that that do everything consistently that make that big hit time and time again you can't tell me the defenseman going back to get the puck if they know they're going to get hit it's going to be a different mind frame than if they go back and know that they're going to be able to make a play with the puck they're not going to get hit all these things that happen in games dictate the way players think and the way they play that will never change. Yes, the game has changed in the way that it's played. But if a team decides they want to play that game, they're going to push the other team out. have it ribs as a defenseman? Okay, when you're skating back to get a puck that's been dumped in, and you know, back in, you know, back in the 90s, you were going back to get that puck What's the one thing that you're thinking of going back to get that puck.
2: I'm going to be pasted into the boards. I got to protect myself because depending on who, when I check my shoulder and see who's in front of me and who's for checking me, your decision-making and your calmness to make plays become like, and, and things happen within like a one sec. Like once you touch the puck, you're, you're dealing with a one or two second play. Here's the thing, depending on who's coming on you, your your ability to have calmness and make the right play is altered on who's forechecking you. Mm -hmm. If you know the second that you're going to touch the puck, that you are literally going to get pasted and possibly injured because you have a guy that is going to finish a check and you're going to be in a vulnerable position, or there's another player that comes in that might be faster, quicker, and more elusive, but you're not worried about being hit. So now you just need to protect the puck get your feet moving and make the play. Things are very different with different types of players. The hardest ones were always the ones that were not there to get the puck from you. They were there to finish your check. Second player on the puck is the one that's going to get the puck.
0: Yeah. Cause I was watching the game the other day. And again, I was waiting for someone to come in and just get plastered in the corner on a dump in and every defenseman came in and there was a four checker on him. But the the defenseman was able to grab the puck make a little move kind of protect just you know he knew he was going to get bumped but just like you said riv he protected the puck made it made a maybe a a quick little backhand pass or pass up the middle or they just came back and just threw it along the boards they knew that that the, the check wasn't gonna wasn't gonna finish they almost came in they didn't even look behind them they just came in knowing that all they have to do is just protect that puck. It's pre scout. Maybe they're gonna get a little bump. It's a pre-scout. Yeah. Guys, it was... they're
1: not they're not gonna hit you. They're, you know, defensemen, when you're going back for the yeah. puck, they're yeah. they're probably not yeah. gonna hit you.
0: Yeah. Like Drew Dowdy, okay, would come back to the puck. It almost looked like he was going to the beach. It was like, He'd come back, like, oof, his face didn't even change. He didn't even look over. Like more, normally you see defense would look over the shoulder like this. With their eyes yeah. wide open, like who's coming yep. at me? Drew Dowdy came into the puck, didn't even look. Just had the puck, and he kind of grabbed it, made it, made one little skate, you know, passed it to the other D, D to D, or just you know threw a reverse pass back, and just kept going. He didn't get hit; just kept going, no problem. Yeah, it's a, it's crazy. I listen. The game is awesome to watch. the The speed, the 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 transition, the the size, the talent, but there's just there's really barely any. Physicality anymore. You got to love their talent, but as physical specimens go, it's definitely a different game.
1: That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig fifty two at the Instigator seventy six. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word. So <laughs>